Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. I forgot to put on my special Britney Spears mic. So this is this handheld's gonna be a new one for me, so forgive me. It seems a little, I like to use my hands. Chris, uh, Pastor Chris and Pastor Jesse love to use this one, but then I'm limited to one hand. Um, oh, you like both? Yeah. Did you want me to give these out? No, I, no just tell them they're available. Sold out, sold out. Okay, so there are these free DVDs. Um, they're incredible. Here, I know you have something to say. No, I, I'm not going to take any more time. These are Finger of God DVDs. There's like a series of them. There's a box over there. We gave them all away, and so we brought more. If you want one, you didn't get one, go get one. They're free. Just don't take a bunch. Just grab one for you or a couple for you and maybe for your family. That's all. Honestly, um, just ask God who he wants to give some to and then go get some, one or four. There's four different types. Um, and, then, and then give to your friends. It's a great way to not have weird confrontation about Holy Spirit. Just be like, I got a free DVD and I thought about you and just give it to them and pretend like you have no idea what it has to do with. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Hey, welcome. Um, can I see the first timers again? We just love you guys. We just honor you so much. And you're at the 9 a.m. Like, bless you. Bless you guys. Um, we, today is so fun because we are um, obviously launching these two services. We did it once on Easter, and, and today we're actually gonna uh, jump into it. And um, last night, Pastor Jesse and Jessica were at um, another church doing some worship and the pastor leaned over and said, uh, you know, something along the lines like, you're so wise to choose Pentecost Sunday for two services. And, and honestly, you guys, we didn't choose it for that reason. Months ago, we just looked at the calendar and was like, God, wh- which day should we launch two services? And this is the day he chose. We're like, that seems far enough out. We've got lots of time till we get there. Um, so God, just as a reminder for you guys, God is totally on this. Um, he leads this church. Jesse's our senior leader, but Jesus is our senior pastor. Um, and he is a lot of fun. I love that he thinks of things that we probably should think about as pastors, but we, we didn't think about. Um, but I believe today is, is a prophetic statement, um, not only for this church, but for y'all of what God is about to do. God is in the business of expansion. Did y'all know that? God is in the business of expansion. He actually wants to see churches grow. I have a really hard time when people say, oh, I I used to love going to that church, but then they got too big for me because then I go, gosh, heaven's not going to be a lot of fun for you. Heaven's going to be really big. Like we all going to be there. Like all the church, all the church folk, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be really big. You better like expansion. You got the, so the rest of your life to like God growing his kingdom. Amen. People are like, thanks. No, I'm not into it. You guys good? Yeah. Yay, expansion, Jesus' kingdom. I feel it. I feel it coming on. It's the 9 a.m. Hey, you guys know that we serve Portola coffee? It's not like Folgers back there. It's the real deal. They're just hidden um, in, in those cool canisters. So, so clean. No pesticides, Pastor Jessica says. It's, it's clean coffee. Um, Hey, if I've not met you, my name is Nicole Rowan. I'm one of the associate pastors here. I'm super stoked to just share what I feel like the Lord has put on my heart. 
um, for this morning. I wanted to share a couple of testimonies from this past week before we get started because I feel like, well, I know that God is um, in all places. He's in the marketplace. He's at the coffee shops. He's, he's everywhere, and he is after the hearts of his sons and his daughters. So this past week, I was in a, a coffee shop, and I was trying to think about this morning. It didn't work out too well because I got a picture of pressed juicery. Anybody ever go to pressed juicery? So it might have just been because I really like pressed juicery. Um, But the Lord gave me this picture, and I heard him say, go and just love on people. Um, And I try to do that just throughout my life. I I, I kind of have a thing with um, we only do missions when a missions group is sent out, or we only do outreach when there's an outreach organization or group that's going out. Like, your life is outreach, your life is mission. Um, you, you get to live it and walk in it every day, no matter where you go. But so God just said, no, just go and love on these people. So I called a friend, and I think she'll be in the second service. I'm probably going to have her share some testimonies. But um, I called a friend, and we went over, and God told me the name Joseph. He said there, there'll be a guy named Joseph in all black and you're to just go and love on him. Um, and then God told my friend all kinds of other things, and we probably prayed for... I don't know, 27, 30 people um, that day. We were, just, we were just going after it, you know? But what was crazy, what God did was he meets people exactly where they are. The person that looks like they want nothing to do with Jesus, the person that looks like they're in a really big hurry, the person with two kids that looks a little bit like they're struggling and they just wanna get their pressed and get out. Um, he actually wants to meet them. He wants them to know that they're loved. He wants to highlight them. And so if y'all have never done that before, you get to ask Jesus, like, who are you highlighting today? And he'll, he'll, he'll send you a person. So anyways, we had prayed for all these people. And towards the end, uh, my friend said, you think we're done? And I go, well, God told me Joseph dressed in all black. And I haven't seen him. She goes, oh, I just prophesied over him. He was inside taking my order. Like, I completely missed him. I went in and got my press juicery unto the Lord, you know. I I went in, um, and I completely missed the Joseph guy, but she got him. And she goes, it's so funny because I told him God's highlighting him with a double highlight. So she highlighted him to me. I missed him. Sometimes we just miss it. But God's got it taken care of. We don't have to worry about it. And then she went and got to prophesy over him and just tell him um, how awesome he was. But there was, there was one girl, and this will be the last testimony. There was one girl, um, God said canes. You're gonna pray for people with canes. That's pretty obvious. They need prayer. Okay, great, God. You're so sweet to me. Um, I've never seen so many canes in all of my life. I'm like, is it, is it just because I wasn't aware you know how like you, you see a, a car for the first time and then you see the car everywhere? Like this was a new car, I never saw it, now I see it all the time. I guess it was kind of like that, but there was a lady and she's probably early 30s. Um, she might be here. Are you here? No, okay. Um, she was walking with a cane and so we just, we just stopped. Hey, what's going on? Uh, why are you walking with a cane? And she said, well, um, I have RA, rheumatoid arthritis. Again, she can't be 30, 31, 32 young lady. Um, and she said, and last year was the hardest time because it flared up. And when it flares up, I can't move. Um, I'm just sick. I'm ill. And I, and I laid on the floor for several days in depression. And she starts to open up and we said, oh, can we just pray for you? God wants to touch you. He highlighted you to us. He loves you. And she, it was my favorite thing of the day. She goes, well, I'm not religious. I said, perfect. Neither are we. <laughs> um, 
And, and so we, we got to love on her and she just, she starts crying and she goes, you know, um, no one has ever done this before. No one has ever stopped me and asked why. Not just prayed, but no one's ever stopped me to ask why I'm walking with a cane. No one has ever cared. I can't believe you guys care. And we said, well, well, Father, God cares actually more than we do, but he has highlighted you to us. So we just got to pray with her and bless her. Um, and it was awesome. God just moved radically. Um, she, was, she was just amazed. And, and you know... When you guys go with your families to dinner or when you're out going to the post office or getting press juicery, future preacher right here, um, God will, will highlight someone to you and you might go, oh, I just like their shirt. Or you might go, oh, they're in a wheelchair, so of course I caught eye with them. No, God shows you those people for a purpose. To, to, to remind them, to tell them, maybe for the first time ever, that he thinks of them, that he loves them, that he's on their side. And so we just prayed for complete restoration, um, and God had a lot of fun at Press Juicer. The place is super anointed. You guys should go after service. <laughs> Today, I, I want to talk about what I feel like God has been showing me more of. I'm not an expert in it. I'm learning um, it's been about an eight or nine month journey. I've been studying. I go on these weird, like geeky study months where I just, God just gives me a word or a verse or something and I, and I just kind of study with him. Um, but I want to talk about favor. I want to talk about favor this morning because I, I feel like sometimes we're either um, on, on one end of the spectrum. So like over here, I think some people believe that in a room this size, only one or two of us has, has got the favor. And, and then on the other side of the spectrum, um, I, sometimes I think people believe that everybody has favor, but only a few of you can tap into it if you've worked hard enough or if you have the special anointing. And so today, my goal is to just kind of break down what I believe favor is and how God has been speaking to me about favor and specifically how we can grow. Everybody say grow. grow. How we can grow in favor with the Father. I immediately feel like somebody was like, oh, no, we can't grow in favor with the Father. What you got is what you get. But I believe there is, there is unclaimed favor. There is unclaimed favor that the father is like, ah, I wish you saw that you had this. I wish you believed that you had authority over this territory. I wish you understood that you are highly favored. The world's definition of favor is approval or liking. And the biblical definition of favor isn't too far off from that. It's also approval, uh, acceptance, special benefits, or blessing. But there is a, a deeper dimension in the Greek word for favor. Um, I believe it is, is said charis. Everybody say charis. You learned something today. Almost everywhere in the New Testament, this Greek word charis, which translates favor, also means grace. It's interesting. There is a grace and a favor. This is where the term, they just have a grace on their life. You guys ever heard that term? Someone's always late, like they're always late to the meeting and somehow nobody ever says anything or everybody else is late and you're like, I've been here 10 minutes. They have a grace on their life. Y'all know what I mean? Like there's a special grace for that. But grace, it, grace implies more than favor. Though they're brother and sister, grace is a free gift 
that we all receive from Christ Jesus. But favor, I believe, and, I, and I, I'm open to being wrong, but I believe can be, maybe deserved or gained. I'm gonna take my daughter off. Are you guys okay with that? Yay. So every believer receives favor from God. Every believer, hear me, every believer receives favor from God. But I think there is a deeper dimension of how we utilize it, for lack of other words. There's a deeper dimension of how we walk fully in that favor. So my first point this morning, y'all know I'm a note taker, I like my points. My first point this morning is that you've all been given favor. Everybody say, I've been given favor. I'm favored. The Lord favors me. There's a favor on your life as a Christ follower that he gives us, that he gives you. But, you know, you could walk around with a $100 bill in your pocket and you could say, I don't have any cash. I don't have any money to buy this. But it's because you've not put your hand in that pocket to pull out what you already have. Does that make sense? So you could walk around saying you don't have anything. You've just not recognized it's in your pocket. So that's what I mean when I say another dimension. I don't mean to be weird, spiritual, but that it is with you. It's just if we tap into it. It's just if we find it, so to say, if we recognize it's been given to us. Does that make sense? So you might be saying, okay, cool. I understand that I've been given favor. What did she mean by growing in it? How do I grow in favor? And, and, and I, I wanna focus actually just on one verse this morning, but anytime you're taught the Bible, you should, you should read what's before and what's after that verse you're being taught. So if you will turn with me, Luke 2.41, we're gonna start there. Luke 2.41, I'm gonna focus on the last verse 52, but let's start in 41 just so we have context. Jesse, will you read it for us? Oh my. All right, there's a lot of reading. You ready? <laughs> now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he became 12, they were up there according to the custom of the feast. And as they were returning, after spending the, the full number of days, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents were unaware of it, but supposed him to be in the caravan. And went a day's journey. And they began looking for him among their relatives and acquaintances. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him. Then, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When they asked him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. And he said to them, why is it that you were looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand the statement which he had made to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and he continued in subjection to them. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Amen, amen. Verse 52, and Jesus increased. Jesus, holy Jesus, actually increased. He wasn't given it all at once. I need y'all to hear this this morning. Jesus increased. 
if Jesus increased, then there's an increase available. There's an increase available. It says Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor, favor with God and favor with man. He increased. First time I read that, I had, had to get that around my mind a little bit. How did, how did he not have all the favor of the Father? No, 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 he increased. So if Jesus increased, there must be an increase for us. I love that he says to his parents, why were you searching for me? I must be in my father's house. Why were you searching for me? I'm drawn to my father's house. This is where I grow and increase. This is where I get around people who do it better than me, who have the answers or who need to hear the answers from me. Why were you searching for me? I must be in my father's house. It was almost as he expected, as, as if he expected them to know. Now, they had been walking with a huge crowd of people. I'm like, wow, I want to be that kind of parent. They didn't realize he wasn't around for three days later. Amen. (laughs) And then they realize, oh no, where is he? And they go searching for him. And he's like, but why? I must be in my father's house. He was expecting them to know where he was. And verse 50, I think, is a significant verse because it says they did not understand what he said to them. They didn't quite get it. Listen, this is for someone this morning. Your favor, the favor on your life may not be understood by other people. The favor on your life to go to Tanzania and do missions, the favor on your life to bring reconciliation in your family, the favor on your life to reconcile your marriage, the favor on your life to go in all places and share Jesus may not be understood. But we don't stop walking in that because other people don't get it. Because we don't report. My husband once said to me, it was very wise. He's very wise. He said to me, Nicole, who do you report to? Do you report to man or do you report to God? We don't report to those that are around us that don't understand the call on our life, the favor that God has placed on us. Jesus grew in favor with God and men. He was drawn. Where are you drawn? Someone once said to me, well, how do I grow in favor? How do I know what I have favor over or for? I said, well, what do you like to do? You could like to scrapbook. There might be favor on a scrapbooking class. It's actually gonna look different than those around you. Your favor isn't supposed to look like anybody else's. Now, you may share favor in things, but it's not supposed to look like everyone else. Jesus. So much favor, the blue favor. Jesus increased. He increased with God and man. But y'all know he was still opposed. He wasn't pat on the back and praise God. Praise God that he didn't go, wow. I prayed for those people and the other people got really mad so I should probably just lay low. I prayed for somebody on the Sabbath. That was a no-no. I should probably just hang back. 
you know what, I must, God must not, dad must not be calling me here because those people didn't like it. Praise God that he didn't walk in that insecurity, that he didn't worry about what other, others applauded him for. Now, I've heard people say, uh, where there's favor, it, things will just work out. While the person just has favor on their life because it just works out. And that can be true, but it's not the only truth. God might call you to something that other people don't understand and you feel opposed. The more we receive applause from people, I believe, you guys hear my heart on this, the more we, we need applause from people on what God's called us to do, I think the more we'll miss out on what he's asking us to do. I really do. And applause is great. I love celebrating people. It's awesome. But we don't live off of that. We, we, we don't believe that we're favored when we get applause. Our team talks about this all the time. Um, after, after we preach, you know, um, we'll say, how'd you feel on, on Sunday? We have our meetings on Tuesday. How'd you feel on Sunday? And, you know, we're honest, but I always try and remind our team, we don't go off of who said it was good. I don't care if you guys think it's good. Is that okay? <laughs> this is what I believe God's saying. And I believe to shepherd a community, you have to know the hearts and you have to know what God's called you to do. But we don't base if it was good on what other people say. If you're a home group leader in the room, you don't base if other people love your home group on if God's called you to your home group. Anyways, that was free. That was free. I love that Jesus didn't stop doing what he was doing because he was opposed. You're still favored. You still have a call on your life, even when it doesn't look like it, even when it doesn't look like it's super easy. Jesus was tempted, tested, and tried, and then found true, and he didn't stop in the temptation and give up. He didn't stop in the test and give up. He didn't say, oh, I don't guess this is for me. He said, Dad, what do you want? Who do you want me to touch today? Who needs to be healed today? regardless of what anyone around me says. We've got to see past the temptation. We've got to see past the tests of life and stay focused on what God has called us to and walk knowing that we are fully favored. Psalm uh, 8, 5 says that God has crowned us with glory and favor. We are crowned with glory and favor and glory ends up in that sibling set of favor and grace. You actually have the glory of the Father on you. God is oftentimes looking to promote us when we're least expecting it. He's looking to promote you. He's looking to give you territory. He's looking to give you people around you that you have something for them. And the way that we increase is by giving away. That's how we increase. We don't increase by saying, you know, this is all for me, but I don't know what to do with it. No, you increase by giving it away. You make room for increase by giving it away. 
someone said to me, well, Nicole, you don't know my history. I've really messed up. I did this and that. I definitely don't have the favor of the Lord. And they were being super honest with me. They're like, I want to, but I definitely don't have it. Because if I walked around claiming I had the favor of the Father, people would recognize that, that, you know, my past life and, and that I actually really didn't. They would think I was a liar. And I said, well, that's great because then God gets all the glory. You ever known like, you know, um, like a cousin Eddie in your life and they're just like, they've really done all the mess ups, but God uses them to glorify him so that you know it wasn't cousin Eddie's duty. (laughs) He didn't do it. You're like, wow, praise God, because I don't know how they got to where they are. That's, That's how God gets the glory. We realize it's actually not us. It's not our doings. So if, you're, if you feel like you're a big mess up this morning, you're the perfect candidate. I want to get through a couple other things. I'm, I'm kind of squeezing a lot. Um, this is, I could teach on this for weeks. Maybe I will. I don't know. But I'm squeezing a lot in today. But I, I want to get through a few things. I, I, through my study of favor in Scripture, I've noticed one thing. Now, there is 84 different facets of of favor in scripture. But the one thing I feel like God really wanted me to highlight this morning was the correlation to claiming, declaring, and believing favor in opposition and trials, okay? In opposition and trials. The Old Testament character, Job, you guys ever heard of him? He went through one of the most trying times His family was taken away. His business was taken away. His house was taken away. He had boils all over his skin. He was in constant pain. And in the darkest hour, Job says, God, I know that you've granted me favor. That was chapter 10, I believe. There's 42 chapters in the book of Job. And in the middle, smack dab in the middle, of the craziest time, of the most trying time. He says, God, I know you've granted me favor. For a second, I want you to think about the most trying time of your life and imagine yourself saying, God, I know you've granted me favor. There's something powerful in declaring and seeing, God, I know you've granted me favor and not allowing our circumstances to determine if we're favored or not. Job didn't care about the situation. God, I know you've granted me favor. And we read that everything was turned around. He was given double portion. He could have easily have said, I must not know God. He could have easily said, God, you just did this to me because I'm a horrible person. God, blah, 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 blah. I must not have the favor of the Lord. And that, you, you know, honestly, guys, that'd probably be an easy thing to say. Everything's been taken away. Wow, I must not be walking in the favor of the Father because it doesn't look that way because everything's not working out. And I heard that if you have favor, it's got to work out. It's got to be perfect. But he says, no, God, I know that you've granted me favor. He declares and claims the favor that has been given to him. And I believe that as we declare and claim the favor in our life, even in the most trying times, I believe, you guys, it will change the situation. It'll at least change your heart and your outlook. Your circumstances won't determine the favor in your life. Sometimes you got to do hard things. Sometimes things don't work out the way that you envisioned. Praise God most of the time for that. Hey, Sometimes you're not supposed to live where you thought you were. 
Sometimes you just got to believe God has got you and that the favor is upon you. Just because you've lost a job, just because something didn't pan out the way that you thought it was going to, doesn't mean that God's not doing something. He's always doing something. Scripture says he works all things for our good. He works all things. Everybody say all things. God, you work all things for our good. All things. Not some of the time, not part time, not only in this area. All things. He works all things for our good. I want to take a second example. A second example is is, um, Israel's second ruler, King David. And I believe this is for someone this morning. King David was a guy who made a lot of mistakes, committed adultery, he had someone killed. He really, he really messed up. And yet the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. He was a man after God's own heart. He had become favor-minded. David had become favor-minded in all things. He was reminded of the favor on his life. He says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. All the days. Not in this first part of my life, but, but all the days. All the days of my life. And I think a lot of times when we think about favor, when we think about where we're called, uh, sometimes, because I'm hearing People say, um, well, well, their favor looks different. Sometimes when we compare our favor to the person next to us, we will become immediately discouraged. But comparison is lame. It never does anything good for us. I was trying to think of the worst word lame came out. I don't know. Comparison, I believe, will keep you from realizing where God has called you. Comparison will keep you so focused on that person, you won't see what he's put on your life. Now, the enemy is boring. He has no authority. But the one thing that I think he he does that we allow him to do is take our eyes. Well, look what they're doing. Well, they must have the favor of healing because um, when I pray for people, not everyone gets healed. But when they pray for people, everyone gets healed. Well, they must have the favor of parenthood because I'm a really crappy parent. But they seem to have a really, they have great relationship. Their kids like them. When we start to compare what God has put on us, in us, what's available to us, we will miss it, you guys. We'll miss it. Comparison, we should probably do a series on comparison, is just silliness. It's just silliness. It's lame, Pastor Jesse. So there's an increase available. God gives an increase. But he also calls us to go and make disciples to release what he's given us. You know, today is Pentecost Sunday, and um, Holy Spirit was given as a gift. And it says, um, as I was sent, so I'm sending you in Scripture. A lot of people preach on that verse today. As I was sent, I'm sending you. We are called to be sent to release the favor on our life for other people. Does that make sense? Y'all with me? 
And I believe that dreams in favor are siblings. There is a dream that God has given you. And maybe this morning you're like, I, I haven't figured out yet what I've been called to. I haven't figured out where, where God is leading me. I haven't figured out this favor thing on my life. What do you get excited about? What do you feel drawn to? Normally that's where we've been given a type of authority in favor to go after, to release on people. Ephesians 4.29 is the verse to give away what you've been given to those around you, the grace, the divine favor. The Lord has empowered us to bless people, to give them. Y'all know that this is not about us. We could easily get wrapped up in in it and it's our thing. When you give something away, that was God's intention for them. So God, let me put it this way. God's given you something inside of you and he's like, there's more. Go give that away. I'm gonna give you a gift. Here's a gift, Jordan. Take that gift, go give it away, and I'm gonna increase. Take this and go give it, I'm gonna touch this person. You're the little lights. Matthew 5, you're called the light of the world. I'm gonna give you something. You're to go shine in that dark place and give it away. You go shine and you give it away so that I can increase that area. That's how I believe Jesus increased. He walked in the midst of opposition. He partnered with God and he gave it away. He didn't stop. He continued to give it away. There's a favor on your life. Every single person in this room, I believe there's a favor on your life. We're gonna, we're gonna pray uh, for some folks here in just a second, but I um, actually felt like God was highlighting this guy right here sitting down with the beard. What's your name? Yes, you. Jonathan? Sean. Can you stand for me, Sean? Sean, yeah. Sean, I felt like God was highlighting you um, and I saw a rainbow over top of you. I was just like up here hanging out with Jesus and he's like a rainbow. I saw this rainbow over you and I felt like the Lord was saying, you have multifacets of favor. And with each color, there's like a blue and a green and a yellow and a red. With each color is a different area. And I saw two of those lines highlighted. And it was like, you've only reached two of them. There's a lot more. And I saw you standing under the rainbow and there was a pot of gold. (laughs) Haha, lucky charms. There was a pot of gold on the other side. And I felt like it was a toolbox for how God wants to release and unlock the favor that's in your life. I feel like there are two people around you, men specifically, um, that he has called you to, that he has said, I'm going to give you favor over them. And and I feel like they're not believers. I feel like these two people um, are people that you might even feel opposed by or people that you're like, I don't know that they're ever going to get this. And, And I hear the father saying, you've been sent with the multifacets of gold to release to them. Yeah, so God, just bless Sean, Father. Just thank you for him, Lord. 
God, that you just continue to increase favor in his life, Father. Every place he goes, from here on out, every place you go, you're going to bring the rainbow. (laughs) Every place you go, uh, you are going to light up areas. You're going to walk into coffee shops, and the atmosphere is going to change. You're going to walk into your workplace, and people are just going to be immediately drawn to you. You're actually, you don't even need to pray for who God's going to highlight to you. They're going to come to you. And you're going to get to tell them who they are in Christ Jesus. You're going to actually get to call out the gold that he's given you in your toolbox. Yeah. Bless you, Sean. Bless you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Can we just sit here for a second and just remind our hearts that we're favored, that all of us are favored? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just thank you, Lord. Just thank you for this place. Father, we just thank you for these people, God. I thank you that no one's here by accident. Scripture says that it was at 9 a.m., um, approximately 9 a.m. when the gift of the Holy Spirit was given. That's what scholars say, and you guys came to the 9 a.m. service. <laughs> Yeah, so Father, I just thank you for the gifts you're giving right now. Yeah, if you're in here this morning and you're like, I want more, I want an increase, I want to learn to give it away, and maybe you've not even received Holy Spirit, I just want you to put your hands in front of you. Papa, right now, I just pray for an increase in this place, God. Just an increase in this place, God. Father, that you would start to highlight the gifts that are in people, Father, the areas in which you have given them favor, Lord. God, I pray for an excitement from this day forward in each person in this room, God, that they would go out and just give it away. Yeah, Papa, I just thank you. Mm. If you've come here this morning and you're in need of a miracle, we try to do this a little differently every Sunday. I'm gonna have our prayer team come on up. If you're here this morning and you're just like, I just need a touch from God, I I want you to come forward. And we're going to have our prayer team. They're incredible. We'll have them pray for you. So if that's you, go ahead and come forward. We're going to bring on the, let's bring on the house music so that there's just something in the background. Um, I believe God wants to touch you today and give you increase in health. Yeah. Yeah, I just love you guys. Bless you. Have a great Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.